Hello, and welcome to the Christ's Church Cathedral podcast. This is the sermon from our celebration of the Holy Eucharist from August 8, 2021, by the Right Reverend D. Ralph Spence, recorded from his home. We hope these words will speak to your heart and mind. I greet you in the name of Jesus, our risen Lord, and want to say what a great joy it is to be able to uh, speak again uh, and reach out to the people of Christ Church Cathedral and beyond as you watch this service. Like many of you, I've been watching the Olympics. Very proud of Team Canada and uh, uh, proud of all of our athletes there. Whether they've won medals or they haven't, they've done us proud here in Canada. I was watching one of the young men being interviewed and uh, the uh, reporter said, now how do you prepare for your sport. That's uh, quite strenuous. I eat a lot of carbs, he said. I eat a lot of carbs. thought that was interesting. That's kind of the reverse that we often hear, certainly from weight counselors. So I was speaking to um, my friend and I told him, he said, oh, Ralph, I'm off carbs. I'm off carbs. I thought, isn't it interesting? Because growing up in the home that I grew up, Bread, in particular, thinking of carbs, played an important part. Um, Dinner didn't start until bread was on the table. I can hear my mother talking about bread being the staff of life. And the table wasn't set until the bread and butter plates were placed out in their right positions. Interesting that bread was so important I have to make a confession. Um, Growing up in the house I grew up in, we were definitely a white bread house. In fact, uh, here's a bit of nostalgia for some of you. Living in Hamilton, um, we used Jackson's Bakery, and Jackson's Bakery used to deliver bread to our home. I can still see the man, can you believe this, in an electric van for the 1950s, coming to the door, pushing the buzzer, and my mother would go to the door often standing behind her, and I'd look, and there the man had this huge big basket full of breads and rolls and pies and cookies, and she made her choices for the week. As I grew up and Hamilton changed, new immigrants brought wonderful new breads and expanded our vision of not just white bread or brown bread, but we were soon tasting breads that were very different, rye, pumpernickel. In fact, it's hard to believe now that you cannot think of having a curry without naan bread. It was all part of just making us think of something that was larger, Bread played an important part in so many's lives. And it reached out and was the foundation of often family meals. We look back and and realize that bread played an important part, powerful part of history as well. Think in the Old Testament how the people of Israel left Egypt in a hurry with an unleavened bread. Think of the showbread in the temple. And bread was a powerful, powerful force when people didn't get it. 
You think of the French Revolution and the Russian Revolution. Both the price of bread and its scarcity tipped often the scales towards revolution because there was no bread. Bread became a powerful image. Interesting, we think of bread as something very common, but there was our Lord in our gospel today saying, I am the bread of heaven. I am the bread of life. I must share with you a story of a ministry that I had in a town called Thorold. Thorold's down in the peninsula, and I was rector of St. John's Church there for eight years. One of the wonderful things about uh, St. John's was it was near a bakery, an Italian bakery called Riganelli's. Riganelli's made wonderful bread and pastries, and on Sunday mornings, they were one of the few places in those days that was open on a Sunday. And as they would bake on Sunday morning, if the wind was blowing the right way and the weather was just right, the smell of fresh bread baking cascaded down to the church. In fact, you just came out of church and took a deep breath and there was the great smell of Riganelli's bread. Now there was an adult who was mentally challenged, who was part of the Thorold community. He had grown up in Thorold, and in a funny way, the town almost took responsibility for him. Though he had some family in the town, Stanley would go around all of Thorold, and um, people looked out for him. And as he grow, grew older, they were very protective of him. He could go into the bank and cause total chaos in two minutes, and everybody forgave him. And there were great stories about Stanley setting up a shoe shine. The trouble is he only had black polish, so if, he, if you put your foot up and didn't pay attention, your brown shoes turned black. But he had a way of uh, coming to church. He never missed church on Sunday. He had started Sunday school at St. John's as a, as a young boy, and that was his church, and so he came faithfully every Sunday. I remember one particular Thanksgiving Sunday. Stanley would come to church, and he would never quite be on time. The doors of the church would fling open, and Stanley would come up, and he'd often go to Riganelli's before he came to church. So he would come walking up the aisle to sit in the very front pew, munching on a bun. But it was Stanley, and people never said anything. This one particular Thanksgiving Sunday, I particularly remember, Stanley wasn't in church. I thought that was strange. And so I started my sermon, and I was talking about the fact that there were many around the world who were not as fortunate as ourselves, that um, we needed to share and be conscious of sharing from the bounty that was on our table with the world. Just in the middle of the sermon, when I was getting to what I thought was the, the punchline, the doors flew open of the church, and up the aisle came Stanley. And he was carrying a bag with three loaves of fresh Riganelli bread. 
you could smell the bread in the church. And people watched him as he came up and sat in the front seat. He sat there, and he sat in the very front seat, and he looked beside him, and there was a young mother and her young son. And the little boy, of course, was looking at this particularly strange man. And Stanley did a Stanley thing. He reached into the bag, pulled out a roaf, tore off a piece of fresh bread, and gave it to the little boy. The mother didn't know what to do. She was kind of looking there. And then Stanley looked at her and ripped off another piece of bread and handed it to her. The little boy was now enjoying his bread. And of course, the congregation was enthralled by watching at this. Of course, in a rather wonderful way, God had used Stanley to give the punchline for the sermon about sharing. And the bread of heaven was the bread of God that was being shared to all of us by Jesus, our living Christ and Lord. You know, the rabbis of old used to say that the people of Israel who went on the journey to the promised land, those who did not follow and accept the challenge often departed and they spent their life wandering in the wilderness with no focus and died there. But those who followed Moses and took up the bread of heaven found themselves in the promised land. You know, that's the essence of the gospel that you heard this morning. When Jesus challenges us to accept him as the bread of heaven that leads us to a loving, kind, and giving God whose grace showers us with the blessings of life, who makes life more abundantly for all of us to live by following Jesus. And so on this morning when um, I've spent maybe too long talking about bread, we can think of the source of the bread that gives us life. Jesus, the bread of heaven, and may we always participate and be led by Jesus to the living God. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ's Church Cathedral with audio editing by yours truly, Eduardo Farias. For more information, go to cathedralhamilton.ca. We hope you would join us again soon. Have a blessed day.